Soy listo. <laughs> no, actually, oh, it's estoy listo. Estoy listo. You embody, you are ready. What soy listo means is I'm clever. Oh, okay. Estoy listo means I'm, I'm ready. ready. Okay, that's interesting. I'm trying very hard to understand the distinction between you, man, ser and estar. Ser uh -huh. y estar. Two different words for is, yeah. to, for to be, for the verb to be. Yeah. One based on uh, essence. Okay. And that's ser, uh -huh. the essence of what right. you are. One based on condition, the condition that you're in. That would be estar. 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 Uh, we Americans, because we do this with everything, tend to think of it in terms of permanent and temporary, and that's not quite uh, right. Sure. It's more um, condition and essence. And essence. So my essence is that I'm clever, uh -huh. but my condition in this moment is I'm ready. Soy listo y estoy listo. <laughs> You're both. See. <laughs> <laughs> sí. <laughs> that Duolingo is really paying off. Yeah, I'm also doing this other thing I found because uh, I was like wanting to listen to something too. And Duolingo had a has a little podcast, but I got to say it's good. Like it's high production value. Is it? It's so woke, man. So goo. Is it? Yeah, I was listening to. It. I was like, look, I don't. I'm sure the female, the lesbian muralists of <laughs> of. Jimmy Changa have been marginalized. Right? I'm not saying they have. Right, that's not the issue. But it's just not a, like a. It's not interesting to me. I can't. Can't you just tell a story about, say, two guys out looking for an empanada? Ah, uh, I see what you know, I see what the deal it's is. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. Because it, it is interesting how how I, it would be tough to. <laughs> I mean, most other countries, most other languages, I should say, most other languages. Uh, at least that I'm aware of, certainly the Romance languages, have male and female forms of most things, don't they? Uh, those that derive from what's called vulgar Latin. Okay. Which includes Espanol. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas... Francais. Whereas... All uh, those? Whereas or? English... Yeah. Uh, only uh, has gender with respect to people. Right. So... Uh, and, 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 and other living animals, so cow, bull. Right, right. 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 Uh, Espanol and other languages deriving from Volker Latin, not only people, but each and everything. Everything. Yeah. And some switch. So, like, so it's a female teacher is maestra, la maestra. Right. Whereas a male teacher is el maestro. Right. And there's some like that, but there's some yeah. that are not like that. Where, yeah, like right, but potato is uh, el potato. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Pato. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Mesa, la mesa, yeah, la mesa, the right. table. La mesa is not la meso because we're sitting at it. Right. It's just. Right? It's a. So you just kind of gotta work your way through that. Uh, which, after a while, it's not. I don't find that you know too difficult. But the uh, ser estar thing, That's I thought. It. Yeah. Trying to figure that out uh, is uh, is wow. So would you say that at this point uh, in our conversation that you are. Estoy that that estás estás to estás to estás uh, listo to roll beautiful bean footage or would you be uh, something else? Uh, I would say estoy listo para. Let's see if I get this right. <laughs> I can get. Uh, I can't get it. I don't know. Footage beautiful would be bonita right. or bonito or guapo or guapa right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Bean would be frijoles. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. But uh, footage. Los 
frijoles guapa. So what I usually do is just, you know, fake it and say, yeah, yeah. Uh, estoy listo por uh, el futagio. There you go. <laughs> frijole guapo. <laughs> Ahora. <laughs> Por favor, señor. Sí. Sí. Estoy back. <laughs> We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God. Who is the minivan centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the minivan centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The minivan centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight. I forgot the word for back, but we are. We are. Abajo? But that's like your backpack. That's not like... No, bajo is short. No, bajo. I said abajo. Oh, abajo. Abajo. I think you're right about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Four years of high school Spanish, man. Don't... Boom. I can can get to the toilet, I think. Uh, good for you. That's oh, good. man. It, 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 so, well, it's been a while since I've seen you, Dark. It, I'd say it's been nigh unto a month almost. I missed you, Several weeks. Several yeah. weeks. Cause you, I was gone dropping kids off at college. You were gone doing parents' weekend things at colleges. Uh, and then we had a, I think you, you were seeking justice uh, one of those weeks or something. And it's been a, been a blur. We've got a lot of things going My on. three weeks in a row were first week I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, yeah. for uh, Debbie Ball for my That's right. You went, yes. Oh. Yeah. Saw several F three ish guys up there. Yeah. Um including F three ish. Ish, yeah. Uh no F three guys. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Guys come to me at uh sorry for messing with this. I'm making all sorts of noise back here. Yeah. Uh I was trying to who did I spend a lot of time with? At the ball? Yeah. Can't think it wasn't Reuters, was it? No. Anyway, but several, several, several guys. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then the next weekend, I was in uh, beautiful Greenville, North Carolina. Ah, uh, yes, at the, for, the, the, the uh, Pirate Village Two Point One's Parent Weekend at yes. her sorority. Excellent. Then the very next weekend, I went to uh, this past weekend, I was in uh, Athens, Georgia. Yeah. For the Two Point Zero. Parents weekend, Parents weekend. First row time. Saw yeah. some F3 guys there uh, as well. Did not go to any workouts, uh, mainly because I didn't want to commit to it because I did not know you what my, don't, yeah. I didn't know what they were going to have me doing Friday night. It's unpredictable. And as it, yeah, it's unpredictable. <laughs> it's unforeseeable. And as a, with respect to the week in between being in Greenville North and being in uh, Athens, I got smoked because I ended up trying a case. Yeah. How'd and that go? Went great. Was and justice was served. Justice was served. That's the way, Last so thing I said to the jury is like, now you're going to go and deliberate, and I'm going to ask you to do one thing, and it's you do justice. Go do justice. Yeah. Go do that justice do, thing. Do the justice thing you do. They did. I'm glad it came out the way it came out. You good. Know, I, I don't always represent the hashtag good guy. You, you represent who you're hired to represent. That's right. In this case, I did. Um, but, uh, you know, it was ex- one th- cool thing about civil law, I don't know if it's like this about criminal law. I really don't. Yeah. You know, 
I think as you, if you represent criminal defendants, as I did for a brief period of time unsuccessfully, they were kind of guilty-ish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not like all cops are good. A CAG, I guess you're right. the opposite of a cab. Uh, but, you know, they're they're doing, you know, the community work and all that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you guys living outside the wall, it's like, it's clear demarcation, right? Right, right. In a civil situation, though, it's a lot of yeah, like, hey, look, uh, it's, everybody's a little right, everybody's right. a little wrong, and you yeah, kind of My case is pretty, pretty typical. My guy, my, <laughs> I represent actually a husband and wife who owned a business, a small business, and had been uh, accused of running that business out of their residence. Okay. Which was uh, contrary to some restricted covenants for the neighborhood. Ah, uh, okay. So, okay. Um, and so the homeowners association went after him. Actually, or? the homeowners association allowed him to do it. Oh, next door neighbor uh. Uh, was a <laughs> kind of angry guy. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, see. In fact, he had an old medical record where the person who did his intake or something noted in the record that said um, disposition angry. I said, that's what it says, right? Combative. He goes, like, that's what it says. He goes, because that's what you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was well, a, uh, yeah, yeah, he was angry. Yeah, that's too uh, bad. He was angry. Yeah. So it, anyway, three or four days doing that, and uh, by the time I piled into the uh, the vehicle. The family truckster. The vehicle with my M. Who's, the electric truckster. Who we're now called. No, we didn't take the <laughs> EV down there. <laughs> Uh, we are now codenaming um, M. Dread. M. Dread the, the the blowtorch. The blowtorch. Yes. She drove the whole way, and I slept the whole way. Ah, uh, I can. Yeah. Yeah. That is not an uncommon uh, occurrence yeah. in the M. Helmet vehicle. Helmet. But I'm back in action, helmet. Yeah, baby. I, I and I can tell you look good. Oh, I feel good, Johnny. Yeah. So you are, tomorrow are heading. I understand to. Uh, the capital, the new, the new, the new crown capital, capital of F 3s yeah. uh, prom- what we call our our, uh, our promotion center, or what we call yeah, our, our, maybe like our, our public relations public relations center, yeah. yeah, epicenter, Katy, Texas, yeah, Katy, yeah. Texas. Which every good uh, thing comes out of Katy. If uh, for those who, po- you know, this is not an F three podcast, right? But F uh, three, <laughs> but got, if it was, <laughs> got some startlingly good press from no 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 other source other than. Ironically, and not Ironically. not the Lennis Morissette kind. Right, the, no, the, actual uh, irony. Fire breaks out in a firehouse kind. Right. Right? The, <laughs> uh, I got run over by an ambulance kind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, th- that kind. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you would not expect, I don't think you would expect in your Times to write a favorable article about a shadowy uh, yeah. men's workout and leadership group that prays at the end of every workout. Yes. Didn't see that coming. No, and and some guys, you know, everybody reads the things their own way, right? And everybody has an interpretation sure. or whatever. But I'm telling you, from my perspective, as one who I, I dare find, if you can find a guy more emotionally invested in this uh, than me, I think the list would be pretty short. Um, Drop throw. But uh, I said short. I didn't okay. say non-existent. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but cake, cake balls. Cake. Okay, so that's two. Keep <laughs> uh, <you> going. <laughs> But I found it to be a very FEMA positive FEMA and Charles. Talk no, to, that guy. Talk to FEMA on the phone. Not even today? close. Not yeah. even close. Okay. Not okay. even close. Right. I mean, FEMA's a good guy, but come on. Man. Not that good. Yeah, not that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said emotionally invested. Yeah. 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 I just meant. Uh, I don't know what I meant. 
I, I mean, I know what I meant, but I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to try and explain it because it's not going to do any good. So my point being, though, it was a very even-handed article. That oh, was, yeah. No, that's it was, I, was, it was good. I thought it was very, very now, nice. Uh, it was very complicated. You then handled the uh, inevitable... The ensuing... <laughs> ensuing haterade <laughs> over the Twitterverse, which I thought was hilarious because it was almost like a bunch of... Well, not even a bunch. Yeah. A few angry guys and gals, I suppose, yeah. demanding to... to Perfectly conform to what we always say. Yes, orists and <laughs> Orists splitters. And, and spl- I mean, it was it was perfect. Like you know, uh, I, it was e- evenly divided, and also a, a Venn diagram. Who said it in the same tweet? Is like you guys are gay and you're fascists. I'm like gay fascists. I know. That's, that's, I loved it because you're homophobic a guy- gay fascists. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> if and I drop to the ground, I'm in motion. If I freeze, I can't. That's well, right. which is it? Well, which is it? Which is it, <laughs> young, young man? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, that one guy. Was, uh, what was the one guy's name? You there were, was a guy, and, and he, were, he, he, has, he has since changed his name on there. Like because you were of, calling him something. Well, he he had his name written out on the third, Twitter. Third? James Mr. Michael Reed the Third, or something like that. And you were calling him I just called him Mr. Third. Mr. The Third. Mr. The Third. Yeah. And no matter what you said yeah, oh, yeah. or conceded, yeah. he came back with, well, no. Right. 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 I mean, everything. Right. You know, you're like, he's like, I hate you guys. And like, you're free to hate us. It's yeah. like, you don't, don't tell me who to hate. <laughs> it was just so, I never said I hated you. Oh, okay, my bad. I, I I thought when you said I hate you that that meant you hated me, but I guess I misunderstood. You know, because I do this BTB thing now, yeah. I didn't see it. I know. And, I, and then I got on it, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I got to help Frank. But A, he was 24 hours old or whatever right. it was, and B, right. you didn't need my help. I know. And that's, it, so it was funny because I did think this, and it was the weirdest thing on Sunday, right? This thing hits. Yeah. And I had no, I mean, truly, truly had no intention of getting into the fray. Because I knew there would be, you know, sure there'd just be foolishness, and but I saw somebody either tagged me. Or well, the New York sent Times tweeted it out. They not, that's what I was saying. I thought that was pretty big. That was a big deal. Yeah. And so somebody sent me that tweet, and I was like, oh, the yeah. Times actually tweeted this. Right. Okay. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll just see what. The, I mean, I can see what these comments are, and some of, and honestly, it was just so asinine and predictable that I thought, you know what, I'll just answer one. Yeah, and then it's a potato they, chip. It was like it was worse than a, it was like a potato chip laced with crack. Yeah, like I was in a zone. I could not be deterred. But you were uh, like my comment was you, you looked like by the end of it <laughs> you looked a, like uh, Neo at the end of the Matrix. You know where the bullets are slow and he's like yeah and he's boom, like boom, boom. and he's just moving and moving them aside right. and whatever like eh, yeah I got nothing. Uh, Some of my favorites were uh, I mean it, and it, like a guy would just tweet and go you can bend the spoon but the true trick is realizing it's not it's not even there there's no spoon you were spoon bending I was spoon bending it was funny but like a guy would tweet and just be like gay. Like that was his only comment, yeah. gay. And so yeah, I, was yeah, like, I saw that. And I was like, yes, they are welcome as well. As are you. Come and see. You know. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cool the way you handle all that, and I, uh, also like the whole cult accusation. I love you, the cult accusation. You know, it's like you guys are cult. Well, we have many leaders, and the founders aren't even in. Aren't even in anymore. Anymore, I mean, right? Yeah. So, so, I know, I loved, I love it. You you tweeted the picture of right. you handing off the shovel flag to Slaughter, going, right. "I am the worst cult leader that has Gotta ever be. been." <laughs> right. Well, you guys are very exclusive. Uh, right. That's why we're in the New York Times. Right. Our core principles open to all men. But you know what? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you try to keep people away from everyone else. We're like, where you send the, everybody out back into the community to have impact. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, you wear. I stole, yeah. I st- you wear black shirts. Well, we. Okay, Sometimes right, I can't wear, argue with that one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Predominantly, but, yes. That but mainly because they're slimming? 
Yeah, <laughs> we're middle-aged men. Let's be honest. It's a good look. It's a good look. It's a good look. Batterish. I don't know. Uh, but I, I thought that was funny. I also thought it was funny since my pastor. That's what I was just going to touch on. Like yes. when you, when, you know, because I stole your line. It's not well. Okay. That, I, no, that's your line. I guess but, I came up, with or it. certainly where I've heard. Well, it, that was it. one of the first. When we first started developing kind of F3 doctrine, it was based right. on just things were happening. Like yeah. 43 feet. We were trying right. to stay 43 feet ahead. Yeah. And, you know, we we're headlocking guys, and guys would come up with these typical excuses, you know, like, right. um, well, I, um, I, well, let me get in shape first. And I'm like, yeah. if I t- asked you to come get a drink with me, would you get drunk on the way? Right. Uh, uh, I had thought of that. Right. Do you need well, to get well before you go to the doctor? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, I've got this personal, personal trainer I really like. Well, if you had a, a beautiful woman who wanted to marry you, would you insist on staying with a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> we don't really say that one anymore because no, I don't like to pick on. One. Yeah, I don't like to pick on personal trainers, but or prostitutes. Yeah, but the, another one was like, well, you know, it's a cult, and we go, it it is, but yeah. but benign, like yeah, blue like oyster a, cult. Like a, yeah, like a nice cult. Which yeah. you know, okay, so blue oyster cult, and I'm just going to say this because now I realize that people don't know. How what do I'm they not about. know? Well, well, okay, young blue oyster cult was a yeah. 70ish. Rock band, yeah, late 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 sixties, early seventies. Not right? probably not late sixties, probably no. just mid mid like, seventies, right, right in the middle seventies, okay. right? Uh, and uh, you know they're kind of your FM station, yeah. you know, and they had a few songs, but really they only had one big hit. Only that one was, that I'm aware of. Yeah, uh, don't fear. That's parenthetical. Right, the reaper. The reaper. And uh, you know the the lyrics of that song sound kind of ominous, but it's really a kind of a spiritual song. Yeah. About you know uh, it's based on Romeo and Juliet and seeing each other in heaven and eternity and all that. Right. You know, so it's kind of an odd song, but yeah, uh, it. But it does have a good amount of cowbell, and it it has a little bit of an ominous, I guess, undertone to it musically, which is why I think it was in the movie Halloween. I saw you tweet that. I, Maybe I'm I, wrong about that. I have no idea. I didn't see the movie Halloween. So anyway, know, but. anywho. Uh, We've been saying that for years. Yeah. It's a benign. Yeah. It might be on a website somewhere. Yeah. It could very well be. Cult, I think right? it's in free to lead. I think it is in free yeah. to lead. Like I, I know I yanked it right off from yeah. the page. Yeah. And I mean, uh, so my pastor, F3's Agony, so named uh, because he's triplets. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I always wondered about his name. Now, I, now, now you know. I know. Now you know. Uh, he thanked And me. his triple I, boys, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been out for th- eight years or so. And yeah. After I named him after work, I said, what do you do for a living? He said, he's a Presbyterian minister at a uh, lukewarm church here in Charlotte. And I said, oh, well, you have a family? He goes, yeah. And I just had triplets a couple years ago. I was like, okay, you're agony. He's like, why? I said, aren't you in agony with three triplets? He's like, oh, I thought you thought you were going to, I thought like you were going to, it was going to be about me being a pastor. I'm like, no, he's thankful about it. Anyway, he tweeted something about. Yeah, we're not a cult. This is what a cult, cult is. This is what a cult is. And, uh. He thought he didn't know what Blue Oyster Cult was. was. Yeah. He thought it had something to do with the, the movie. Blue Oyster Bar and Police Academy. Yeah, I was like, well, that couldn't be that because that would make no sense. Right. <laughs> but that's when it occurred to me that some of this stuff is so aged. Yeah. You know, I was it's, like, it was only the 70s. Dude, that was 50 years ago. I know. Like, that's hard. That's, that's hard. hard. But, <clears throat> I mean, people know about the Blue, the, uh, Blue Oyster Cult, the Cowbell. Right. Because of that Saturday Night Live. Because of that Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. But that they don't realize. Maybe they don't even realize that's a real song, or I don't even know. I have no idea. Or if they are, they know it as the and, and as Agony noted, he knows it as the more cowbell skit. Not that, like Blue Oyster Cult was not part of it. Just was that's a that's a, a, a side the note. Yeah. They use the song because the song has cowbell right. in it, so that you could have Christopher Walken come and in I, and be like, actually, not sure the actual song has cowbell in it. 
It does, but okay. it is not nearly as pronounced as right. they make it in the yeah. skit. I, was like I of course, Walker had to go back says, and listen. I'm like everybody else. I put on my pants one leg at a time, yeah. and then I go out and make hit records. <laughs> That's right. But once my pants are on, I make gold records. <laughs> and that thing's 20 years old, at least. Uh, every bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, every bit. Because so, No, that would have been, that's probably almost... 25 almost 30 years old. Maybe now, so. Because it's time goes 90s, by my man. time goes oh. by my dog. Like whether you like it or not. Whether you like I'll, it or not. I'll one bark that for yeah. sure. Because don't feel the reaper, baby. No, you can't. Living in eternity. It's coming. It's so a <laughs> lot of good stuff happened over that. I admired your uh, Thank you. My my you favorite a, comment was some guy says, Oh, I know a CrossFit circle jerk when I see one. And I just I couldn't help it. And I tweeted back and said, I have no doubt that you do so. <laughs> I saw that. that was the one edge. It was just like yeah. a tiny little but yeah, I, but that was you know, and, and I got a lot of very positive comments. It was very very kind of men, and I appreciated that very much. But you know, these guys saying like, "Oh, I really love how you handled that." But it was it, the strange thing that that happened is, uh, again, I was just kind of in a zone for one thing. But also, as I read these things, all I could think of was, I know you feel this hate in your heart, or you feel this thing, and you don't know who I am. You don't know who this organization. You have no idea about any of it. But there's something inside you, brother, that is hurting. And I couldn't bring myself to come after him. All I could sure. think was, if you really are a dude, not a uh, you know a 13-year-old Russian in a basement somewhere or right. a bot of some kind or something, right. but if you're a real dude on the other end of this, in the off chance that you are, I, I have to live the credo. Yeah. I can't leave you behind. Yeah. And so we're going to come at you with as much love and sunshine as I can figure out how to do it. I admired it. Um, yeah, it was good. A... Um, I think it's a thing a centurion would do. I definitely think it is. And uh, as some of the core heart may have noticed every couple of years, I don't discipline myself on when one of those happens. Uh, you know, I get my butt pushed happens. by something yeah. in particular, and yeah. uh, I don't exemplify that kind of behavior. So um, it usually is not going to be somebody I have no... It's going to be somebody from within the organization that gets me going. Right. Because I, I feel uh, not betrayed. That's the wrong word. I just feel like... Look, if somebody from the outside do not know some rando right. rips into me, I'm like, right. call, you know, got me going last time was being called a racist by, right. but by, it was a, by dude, a dude in by the, a dude. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, come man. on, man. Show me, you, you've known of this organization, you've known of Dave, even if you don't know him personally, but you've known of him for nearly a decade. And is there anything, anything, anywhere in your character or in your behavior that would indicate in any way that that could possibly be true? My answer is no. See, I don't... I would take it at somewhere between, uh, okay, I should be thankful if somebody pointed out something if that it, I did or said that was sure. racist. I just had that happen to me just recently. Like, if I unconsciously did it. Yep. You know, now, you may get some pushback on me if you're changing word meanings. Sure. But, but you know, I mean, if... But if you did something that was right. truly offensive but, or... You know, yeah. talking about my trial last week, I uh, I caught the the angry old man in a mm -hmm. dead to rights lie on the yeah. stand on cross examination. Yeah. Caught him in a lie. You know, he had said something under oath and uh, it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And uh, I caught him and he sat there silently angry. And I said, "So, what you said before wasn't true, right?" And you said it under oath, just like you're testifying right now. Oof. And he said, "Well, uh, you know, I." I, I must have forgotten. I said, you forgot that? And it was something pretty. Yeah. yeah. From 15 minutes ago. <laughs> whatever. It was yeah. something yeah. that was unlikely to have forgotten, yeah. right? And I just left it there. I didn't say, you know, you're a liar. No, the right. shouldn't believe what no. you said. 
Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, because I am loath to call a man a liar. Yeah. Even if he tells a lie. It's a big difference. Right. So in a sense, we're all, if one lie makes you a liar, we're all Every liars. man on earth is, yeah. We're all and liars. So then no one is. Right. Yeah. So, right. But I think when I say, if you're going to say so-and-so is a liar, they have a character of mendacity. Like that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Like they're more likely they to lie They have a right. lot of trouble right. telling the truth in right. any situation. Right. They're unlikely to tell the truth, right? Yeah. To me, that's a far different a thing. Big difference to me. Yeah. And, you know, you could argue, well, a guy who's a spy or something lies every day, all day long. That's his job. Sure. Is he a liar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nuanced a, yeah. and complicated thing, right? <laughs> so just to simply, for me to have said that to me would have been, for me to have done that, A, tactically it's not good because jury wouldn't like it. Right. B, it's it's grossly unfair. Right. It's not what a centurion would do, right? Right. Now, later when I go to my closing argument to the jury, I said, look, you know, the judge is going to tell you you're the sole uh, judges of the credibility of all the witnesses, and I'm going to suggest to you that you should not give much credibility to this man. Right. And here's why. I mean, he told he told something he said something under oath that was not true, right? And so, and I, but I still didn't say he's a liar. Right. No, but but the but in, and to me that implies not just you know not that oh he's a liar and he can never tell the truth, but it's more of a you know kind of what I'm implying here is here he is in this situation and where you would think that the highest of of uh, integrity would be right. displayed and it wasn't. And so, well, what does that say about maybe? It's really even more basic than that. Yeah. Which, you know, he says. His his testimony and my client's testimony, not surprisingly, right. do not match. Yeah. Right? They, they, it's the he said, he said. Right. So you have to decide who's telling. Which, which who, said. <laughs> who's, who's more accurate. Yeah. And I can point out to you. Because <laughs> you were sitting in front of you right. when it happened. <laughs> so I can point out to you some of the things that you should take into account when you're making that determination. Yeah. You know, it's inaccurate in many ways. He's biased. He's... Uh, had his capacity to have seen what he said he saw is, is in question. But above all that, um, he, he, he spoke untruthfully mm-hmm. in a previous instance under oath. Yeah. And like, as you imply, or as you said, dark, I mean, that is when you really, it's one thing, it's one thing if, you know, you're talking on the telephone, you, you know, tell a lie, whatever. It's not thing you put one in a letter. Uh, it's a third thing entirely if you put one in an affidavit because that's a sworn statement. Yeah. Fourth thing, if yeah. you depose, whatever. And fifth thing, if you're sitting there on the stand, <laughs> under oath, having just promised to <laughs> tell the truth, hold whole truth, truth. Not the yeah. truth, and then you don't, right? I mean, I think that the the juror, the average juror should be, or not the average juror, the jurors yeah. should be permitted to uh, include that observation in their assessment of your truthfulness. Yeah. I mean, here yeah. it is yeah. on display. Credibility. Yeah. It affects your credibility. Yeah. Now, that all being said, that's far cry from calling a man a liar. Yeah, yeah. Far, far cry from it. Now, uh, we in F three always exposed ourselves from the very start yes. to the slings and arrows of those who, for some reason, we've antagonized I, by our very existence. <laughs> right. And I have a theory for why that is. Sure. I think that sad clown syndrome is bad. It's real. Yes. Uh, and I think that. Um, there's a variety of reasons that men become sad clowns, but some men are damaged mm-hmm. by life, whether sure. bad or non-existent father, situations, whatever, yep. and um, they're imprisoned by it. Yeah, And I think there are a few things that would make a prisoner more angry than looking through the bars of his cell and seeing a man once imprisoned also now free. Mm. And that's what I attribute it to. Yeah. 
So I look at those. You're out, and they go, how dare you be out? And so the things that they were saying would be the things that you would say to someone who's still in a prison, right? You're in a cult. You're, you know, in other words, you're being forced to think and do and act in a certain way. You, uh, what's that thing? Involuntary celibacy. (laughs) Incel thing? Yeah, the incel. Right. You guys were just. That's another way. Yeah. You're a bunch bunch of incels. Incels sitting around typing things out. I'm like, the whole thing is premised on being outdoors with other men. Yeah, right. And uh, loving and protecting your wife right. and kids. Well, you guys yeah. are gay. Well, like we don't really have any anti-homosexual things in F three. Yeah. It's open to all men. It's not a thing. Uh, but the other thing is, does it make really sense? Like, since we're so married what, with when children, when did that become pejorative? Like, well, well, I knew it used to be when I was a kid, you know, but it was different. But so, like, like interesting question because it was pejorative when you, in the sense. When you, you're young and you're testing, right? Testing the say the ground rules of masculinity, right? That's what I said when I was a kid. When you kid, right? Yeah. And, but even young adulthood. Oh uh, sure, okay, right? fair. And yeah. and to say you know to be called gay or to, to hurl that at somebody somebody else is to is to question his masculinity. Sure. And uh, I like to think that we're generally moving away from that. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah. mean, I I don't think. Homosexuality and masculinity are mutually exclusive. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I. Right? Yeah, not I, gonna, not no, gonna I, make that claim. No, yeah. Don't. I don't have any. I don't have any data or feelings right, about so that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, the the <laughs> entirety of my viewpoint of any sex outside marriage to woman is completely comes from the Bible and is not. I, I just. I yeah. live by. I live by the doctrines that of the faith system in which I believe. Right. Yeah. As every man should. Right. I I live obediently. To the best of my ability, yep. it's not for me to say where one thing is yeah. permissible or not. I did uh, uh, just total side note now because I I just feel like I have to bring it up. This is because it's hilarious to me. But uh, you know, we get called called an incel, and I was, <laughs> I responded, and I was like, um, uh, essentially, well, it'd, it'd be tough to say. You know, I, I know you're kind of thinking it's these unmarried guys or whatever. Most most guys that are in here are married now. As to whether or not that man is involuntary celibate between him uh, and his wife. That's right. That's, right. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Some of us are voluntarily celibate. That's I, right. you know, I, don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, just, I, I just, it's, it's, uh, uh, I, the other thing I thought, I thought there was a, yeah. a, a thread of, or I saw consistent criticisms of you guys, because you believe, because you have faith. Yeah. That, that's this is group isn't open to men without faith. Right. And I thought I saw you say, you know, we define faith as just a belief that yeah, something else that, that you're not king of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not king that you don't think you're king of the world. Right. Right. Um so it, that that was another weird thing. But I also think like so if it's a group of men who have different faiths or no faith at all, right. they come together to share their faith. Yeah. Or lack of same, how is it that you are excluded? Excluded. excluded from yeah right so like if we dropped it the other thing about you know we had this discussion really early on in f3 before you were in it yeah and um we used to get caught in between i guess we do a little bit still in between guys were like we're not christian enough oh yeah and the guys were like you're too christian and yeah. in, and in hold- it's, it's a little less so now yeah. but yeah i'm sure holding the middle we say we are like we're not christian yeah. either way right how about neither yeah we're yeah. a group of men who recognize the existence and the importance of faith in the life of man. And we um, accept, whether you call it tolerance or not, that we don't all share the same belief system. Yeah. And we 
come together to be united, not in unity no. over a single belief system, but united <clears throat> right. with men despite their difference differences. Yeah. And because we're men, we dispense with all the self-effacing parentheticals you got to use beforehand and rip into each other because that's how we show we love each other. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole premise. That's why it works. It is why it works. And you look at one of those videos and see it working. Like, uh, I think the video from, I guess it was Greensboro. It's Tommy Boy. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Greensboro, Tommy like Boy. talking to a young kid. Yep. He got down there. Nicknaming and get, a young kid. Him. Yep. I mean, that's so perfectly captured. Yeah. You know, the essence of the, you know, the sayer of what we are, right? Yeah. It's so perfectly captured it, man. This is, this is somos, nosotros somos. This is quien, quien es nosotros, quien nosotros somos, who we are. Yeah. It is, is perfectly encapsulated. Uh, we are men who have abandoned the life of selfness. Yes. To live third, to recognize there's something outside of ourselves, to glorify that and put it first, however you view it, then to live behind those whom we are charged to love and protect. Yeah. So our families, God first, family second. Uh, and then we live third behind that. And you could just see it in Tommy Boy, right? Yeah. And you come together and you're like, oh, I believe this and you believe, you know, and we make fun of each other and we laugh through it, you know. And we get together and uh, through that circle of trust, through that thing, guy can say whatever prayer he wants to pray. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. In fact, it's funny because, you know, even now, cause, well, A, and that as I understand it, friends, is the essence. I mean, the the core of centurionism. It is the it is absolute the core, core, of, of, it. core yeah. of it. And <clears throat> things are happening out in the world right now mm -hmm. with increasing momentum. And I look out there and I go, oh my gosh, you know, more than ever, yeah. you know, we need this. Yeah. You can look at just some of those reactions. I'm like, okay, you don't like what we're doing. Why would you do any more than just uh, ignore them? Right. Why? Why would you do any more than that? Like, you know, what is compelling? You know, I, you know, my theory because my my worldview is yeah. that it's, well, it's, that it's Satan. Yeah, Satan is putting those hateful thoughts or using those yeah. hateful thoughts that are in your heart. Yeah, brewing them into feelings and charging them into emotions, and he has a plan, which is to destroy peace and justice on earth. And one of his most effective ways of doing that is by dividing those who would stand together to, right. to, to be against that That's sort right. of thing. That's right. It's funny, we, we jokingly, I mean, it's to the point where it is a phrase that we say a lot in our faith is, well, you know, you can leave the church, but you can't leave the church alone. Yeah, right. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think of this often when I see those, you know, the yard signs, and one of them says... Uh, Something about I believe in science. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to believe in it. I say, well, thing, but yeah, <laughs> I, I believe in God, right? And and God, as I understand it, through His Son, wants me to believe in Him desperately. Yeah, He wants me to. Right. Um, for many years, I did not. I do now. But He wants me to believe in Him. Yeah. If I don't believe in Him, it doesn't affect His His existence. Yeah. Now, science, uh huh, created by God. Yeah. Doesn't care if you believe in it or not. Gravity is going to work. Equals gravity. Right. If you, your, the depth to which you believe in physics has no effect on your body as you step off a ledge. Right. You will reach terminal velocity at the same speed as some guy who's screaming the whole way down. I don't believe in this. Right. <laughs> as it is with God. Yeah. Yeah. As you can it, you can throw yourself right. against that rock all day. As it is with God. But 
And I, I don't know if there's a correlation between a guy with a sign in his yard that says, I believe in science and, and atheism. I don't know. I don't, don't I'm know. I'm not going to say that. No, there's no way to know, right? I, I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say it's an odd thing to proclaim. Hmm. It's an odd thing to proclaim. Yeah. But I, I think that these this adversity that we faced yes. as an organization yes. this, uh, early on... A chapter or something about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... We're several chapters behind in this podcast because yeah, Dark right. and I have been doing other stuff, and you know we're going to go on to do this forever. So we'll right, come back around to right, it eventually. In the midst of the chapters that we haven't spoken directly about, is is adversity, yeah. right? Um, and that's kind of a big, you know, I'd say that's a mini Van Centurion thing. That's an F three thing. You know, we believe that the that. Adversity is a powerful thing that, yeah. that it shapes your character. It's, a, it's a, an idea that is coming more and more into uh, into the consciousness and popularity, right. if you will, of, of of today's thought. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But you look at our from an organizational standpoint, the adversity that we have faced from the very start, mm-hmm. um, the accusations or whatever. Yeah, we we are well honed. Yeah, we've built up. A body of strength, not as individuals, but as a group of men. Yeah. Such that that was, I mean, that was funny. Right. Right. I mean, that, and then, you know, you're just probably sitting there watching TV, just throwing those things out. You know, yeah. you might have been working for all I know. I mean, you were just sitting there just without any, yeah. just like that, you know, just like uh, Neo, just yeah. casually it, that's exactly stopping how, bullets. Yeah, that's 100% what <laughs> You know, ca- casually stopping bullets. And that's, that's kind of, the mark, I think, of a mature man, you, a mature leader, but also a mature organization. Yeah. Uh, we, we are an organization that is highly missional mm-hmm. uh, and really a zebra jockey organization because, you know, we are, when we face obstacles or when we face chaos, you know, we just make rapid and necessary changes to stay in yeah. motion. We just, we, and it's funny, I I, um, I recently uh, interviewed, and uh, you know, been interviewing for jobs and things like that. And that is one of the things that I have said, and I think it's kept me from getting certain kinds of opportunities, yep. but I also think that it has provided me uh, with some opportunity. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and the fact that, you know, I can, I can look at someone and say, well, I've been training in this, you know, for several years now where we look at, you know, as leader of this organization and, you know, been asked to do that and serving in this yeah. kind of position, like chaos is inevitable. And, the fact that we can just sort of take it, run, adapt, don't worry about it, and sending my daughter off to college, like all the things, you yeah. know, that, that come right. at you. Like it's, it's what you train for, that's man. What, that, that's, that is what you train for. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in chapter seven, which is just called Is IS. Yes. Trapped a couple of weeks ago, but it's the difference between uh, an adapter, right? Who makes. Mm hmm. In the face of chaos, makes rapid, rapid and necessary changes to stay in motion. Is the controller, yeah, who uh, seeks to determine outcomes and direct the actions of others, and and lock down motion because if it moves, it, you you can't tell yeah, where it's going right. to go. So the controller uh, sees chaos and says, "This is not what should be," right, and gets busy using mandamus, you know, using the power mm-hmm. of the state or whatever apparatus of governance to compel an outcome. To get to what is, to get away from what is, to get to what should what be. should be, as they determine it. As they determine it. Uh, 
Whereas the adapter, you know, the the, the true zebra jockey, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, if they see and and is that is disadvantageous, right? Chaotic, mm-hmm. right? Um, they use persuasion to try to help people to get to what could be, yeah, not what should be. And and I found uh, that the could be, and this is one of the big differences, right? The should be is determined by me. I I yeah. say what should be. Yeah, the could be is determined by you, brother. Yeah. Like it's what you could be right. and what your could be in your mind is, man, I'm going to help you get there or I'm going to help try and get this situation to the best that it can be as determined by the players in that situation and given all the different factors, yeah, right? right? Instead of trying to control all the factors of it so that I can force it into what I think it should be. So the, the controller mindset and, and view on the world, the, the orist, the controller, the, you know, all, all these guys, there's a lot of overlap here, right? Um, is a very self-focused and, uh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I think it's pretty uh, pretty arrogant, you know, way of looking at things like somehow that I should be the determiner. I am the the one who says what the weather ought to I, be or what the. <laughs> I don't think a tr- full blown controller, and I believe this is on a continuum, yeah, yeah. right? One end you have full blown sure. adapters, and the other full sure. blown controllers. Uh, I don't believe the full blown controller can possibly hope to see that. Yeah. I mean, they just, I think that the people in the middle, what I think of as passives, right? You know, they, they don't really want to control anybody, but they're not going to stop the controls from doing anything until, yeah. until yeah. it's their life. <laughs> right. The, the first they came. So. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Until it's, it's, that, it's there, they are directly confronted with the, something in their life they don't wish to be forced to do. Yeah. But I, I, I think that a full blown controller by nature, nurture combination of the two is, is so invested. Mm hmm. In the idea of that, that this should be, that they're surprised if you tell them, uh, you know, I don't agree with your should be, man. Like, how could how could you possibly right. think any right. other thing? All right. How stupid are you? Because they have to have that view, right? To direct, to direct, you know, sure. To to determine events. I mean, they have to they have to see it in some particular way. Yeah, and and I guess in my mind, I just think of that as as a function of. Uh, a long-standing pattern of behavior of pride. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm going to think deeply about what you say. Okay. What you just said. Um, Because I'm not sure. I saw... Or fear. I saw something on the Twitterverse yesterday, essentially, that California is raising the minimum wage you can pay. Yeah. That you must pay fast food workers, people at the top, basically entry-level workers. And in response, Chipotle is developing robots. <laughs> and yes. I thought, this, so this is why a controller who politically becomes what I call statist, uh-huh. you know, I don't deal in terms of left and right. No, no, no. You know, statist. Yeah. Somebody believes the power of state can be yeah. used to determine outcomes. So statist controller says, ah, people that work at fast food restaurants aren't making enough money. Whatever enough is. Here's right. what we'll do. We'll just m- mandate, mandamus, mm-hmm. that the people that hire them must pay them more. Right. And the people that hire them are adapters. <laughs> so <laughs> they make rapid and necessary changes to stay in motion. Yeah. They create robots. They right. look at the price. They, they look say, outside. Right. They say, yeah. I can make an investment now in robotic Call it technology to make $10,000, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Or I can suffer the in, the increased labor costs, which are out of market, right? And pass that on to my customers, and then be less competitive, right? 
they made a completely rational choice, right? And this is the problem with the control impulse and statism. And it's the same problem that's arisen every time someone's tried to use it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Not, not that it, I'm not even saying it should, you know, but, but somebody would argue with me would say, well, don't you think these pe people should make more money? I'm yes. like, yeah. They should also well, acquire more skills. Well, no, but I mean, but, yeah. the fact, the two things, and I don't think it'll work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, got you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You mandating it won't work. I said, why? You know, why? Because the, 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 bear, the bearers of the burden of your control. Mm-hmm are going to find a way to adapt. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's why they're adapters. And that's adapters. why influence and persuasion become so important because rather than saying, Dave, you're going to pay everybody that works for you X dollars per hour, period, or else. Or I could come alongside you and say, man, you know what would be cool, right? Or, you know, it seems to me, and I could persuade, and I could lovingly, yep. and maybe I won't get 15 an hour out right. of it. But maybe, you know, they're at seven now. Maybe we get them to 11. Right. Right. That's pretty good. And nobody, you know, but now they still have jobs and they're still getting paid better. Right. You know, but it, but I feel like that a lot of times the that impulse also is fed by our instant gratification world. You know, well, they want to have solved a problem. It's got to be fixed. And it's it's got to be fixed now. They, they don't even understand that there's a difference between conditions and problems. Yeah. It's right? got to be fixed. And yeah, it's got to like be, be fixed now. A fantasy about. Doing all the conventional things I, I would have to do to be elected president. <laughs> be, be elected president and uh -huh. say, all right, now. Yeah. I only intend to serve one term. Sorry. Mm -hmm. If you look back at my speeches, I've been pretty cagey about that. Right. I intend to serve one term, and in that term, I'm going to strictly abide by the constitutional powers and, and restrictions right. that I have. In Article One of the Constitution, which means I'm the chief magistrate, I enforce the laws that exist and nothing else, and that's what I'm going to do starting day one. Nothing changes, like, and this is it. Well, right? watch out. What pol I said, I don't have any policies. No policies. This, well, what, policy is to do yeah. to enact the policies yeah. that exist. <laughs> Went, wow. But during the campaign, you said that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that was a little misleading. <laughs> I said, those are outcomes I favor, but I'm not willing to do anything outside the power of the presidency granted yeah. to me in Article yeah. 1 of the Constitution <laughs> to make them happen. So just for four We're years. We're going to impeach him for following the law. Yeah, for, uh, that's not right. how it works. <laughs> for four years. You're going to do nothing but what the Constitution allows you to do as the President of the United States. Bingo. I said, yeah, and I'm going to do it really well. I'm going to do it very competently or, or try. Or, yeah. You know, Be best, try. best of possible. Best, yeah. best of possible. I'm going to try to do There's nothing I'm going to try to do to get reelected. Don't care. Don't, don't care. Don't yeah. think I will be. Uh, in fact, I'll just say right now, uh, I, I will not run. And if, if nominated, I will not accept. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the, the kicking the teeth to the system that way? Fantasy. Would be? And then yeah. every time they're like, what are you going to do fantasy. about, you know, what are you going to do about this hurricane approaching Florida? Nothing. Why? Because the federal government has no authority to do anything. Yeah. But what does the state need? Okay, we'll ask the governor. Yeah, yeah if they ask for something, I, you know, yeah. it's within my power to grant it, I'll do Here it. Here it comes. Yeah. I have some emergency powers. What about FEMA? I said, well, tits on a boar hog. I don't think I'll do anything. Right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> you don't care enough. I I don't know if I do or not, but I don't think it's material to what we're talking about. Right. What we're talking about is what the powers what, I have under the Constitution. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like uh, Caffey and uh, a few good men. It doesn't matter what I believe. Yeah, the, it matters what I can prove. That's right. It doesn't matter what I feel. It matters what the law is. Right. Yeah. It's a very another one of those yeah. really sneaky little good lines in that yeah. movie. Uh, but you know that to me is the essence, uh, the sayer of our constitutional system. Yeah. Is that the legislative branch? 
is supposed to make the laws mm -hmm. and the president is supposed to enforce them mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court is supposed to Decide determine whether or not those actually fit in what we Constitution. said. Yeah. It's kind of simple in its elegance. It's kind of simple in its elegance. It is. You know? No, I was listening to because we got this hurricane brewing coming at us. Oh, it's hitting Florida right now. Oh, yeah, it's tearing yeah. through. I'm getting tearing videos through. all the time, guys. You know, and supposedly the president of the United States didn't call the governor, and I was like, hey, why would he? Why would he? But he called mayors in the city in the, <laughs> somewhere. I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> That's just an F you why? to the governor. Well, it turns yeah. out that the mayors he called were Democrats. President's Democrat. Ah, there we, yeah, the yeah, mayors yeah, are Democrats, yeah. governors are yeah. you know, Republican. I'm like, yeah. Right. Oh. All right, well, you know. We want to make sure we save our people. Yeah. Let the rest of them die. Yeah. You know, the gov the federal government has no real no real role to play in local right. local emergencies. Well, much like in F three, you know, I we get calls all the time. You know, a guy will write me a note or something like that. What do you think we should do about you know, in Tulsa? And my answer always has what's been and the, always will what's be. What's the Nantana Tulsa say? Yeah, I, yeah. Usually it's the presumptive question of, well, when you talk to your Nantan, what did he say? Right? And then they always go, well, I'm talking to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, after you've done that, you know, feel free. And there, I usually never hear from him again. But the, but the thing is, I tell him too, I'm like, brother, what is it you would have me say? I don't know anything about Tulsa. All right. Why would you want me yeah. to? I, I could not tell you, even if I wanted to give you a good answer. I'm not there. I have right. no idea. I'm the least. I'm the least yeah. qualified to do it. There's a guy somewhere, Alabama, I think. Schmidlap. Yeah. Schmidlap, who had a thing about his local region not allowing kids to come to workouts or something like that. Yes. And uh, he called me once or texted. We uh, went back and forth on it, and I said, when I was still in Nantan, I was like, you know, we don't have a rule. Right. Uh, it's open to all men, and um, if a region were to say exclude a portion of men based on immutable characteristics, you know, we would probably intercede. Yeah. I said, but if they're going to set a minimum age as to what is a man, we're not going to do that as long as it's not above 18. Right. Right. And he goes, why well, my 15 year old son? And I was like, I don't know, man, I'm sorry. That's not going to, I'm not going to intercede. Yeah. Well, do you agree that I'm right? I'm like, I'm not there. So doesn't really matter what for it. me to agree to your facts without hearing the other guy's facts wouldn't make any sense. Anyway, yeah. it's funny. That was about five years ago, I think. Uh huh. I was seeing on LinkedIn today. You or somebody posted that story, the New York Times uh -huh. thing, uh -huh. and talked about how great it was over. And, uh, I think that's what it was. But that same dude got on there and said, uh, "It would be you nice know. if these people would uh, <laughs> let." I mean, still grinding. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've had a guy reach out. I don't remember where it was now, but a guy reached out with a similar comment and i said you know what you could do and 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 i said and as as the president of f3 i would fully support this in fact i would i would help dedicate resources as needed because you're a man who's chasing a mission and i said but uh what you could do and what, what i would do if i was you is uh i wouldn't worry about it too much i just go start my one that yeah i just go start right. a new workout and you know develop yeah. if you're not going to rely on your subordinate leaders and calling yourself a leadership group you know, doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, um, I feel like I have a lot of stuff that I'm responsible for. You know, family. Sure. And practice. Law, law firm. Mm -hmm. And then still have a role in F3-ish, whatever. Long but, live emeritus. Right. But um, every once in a while somebody pays me a compliment. I said, well, you know, you're, how do you do all these things, right? You know, how do you do them all? <laughs> and I kind of laugh and I say, I'm, Overall responsible for much, directly responsible for nothing. 
Yeah. You know, and because when you start out and you're young, mm-hmm. you know, making sure something physically happens, a particular bill is paid and all that. Right. Physically doing it. Right. Is critical. Sure. And you're going to have a lot of those things. That's how you learn how to do things. Right. And then when you age and you start managing people and leading other people and helping them do those things, right. at some point in time, you don't do them. Right. You're responsible for them being done. Right. And if you're skilled, you learn the best way to check what needs to be checked and know when to check it. Right. Know when and, and that's all you have to do. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's what you must do. Fair, yeah. But as soon as you do something, you're taking away of the from the time you have available. Man. And, like, my first company kind of platoon leader said to me, first I was doing everything. And he's like, don't. Don't do everything. Yeah. You got you got guys here to do these things because I thought that's what a leader does. And then I was doing, you know, I was way hands off. And he's like, where were you? And I was like, well, they were doing it. And he's like, you have to be here. I was like, I'm confused, sir. What? And he said, <laughs> which is it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I said, okay, good. I'll make it simple for your 22-year-old brain. Anytime any of your men are doing anything, you must be physically present, but you must never have anything in your hands. <laughs> Just abide by those two rules. <laughs> And he was exactly right. Yeah. And he was exactly right. Unless, unless and until, and there are those times where, you know, you don't stand there when some guy's carrying more than you can carry, right? Uh, sure. But you, but you, you, there's always an exception. Right, and, right, and, right. And, 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 and leadership right, yeah. is knowing when you physically right. pitch right. in as opposed to, right? But um, these are the feelings that I was uh, having when I was watching you do your Neo thing. <laughs> I'm like, you know... So I was so sad that you were on the BTP. Oh, I was well. Like, Man, I wish you could. <laughs> in real I knew time, you'd go back. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was great to watch you do that. And uh, I don't have a single criticism or even a single piece of advice. I'd do it better. In fact, I think you did far better than I would have done. And uh, this is a little bit of a kind of a hidden thing about being a leader and being a minivan centurion is you have to constantly be investing in people. Yeah. And rewarding them and incentivizing them to do things and knowing how to kind of help them do things better, always knowing that you're responsible for the ultimate outcome. Right. Uh, But I just had one of those moments where I was like, wow, I guess I was just proud in a good way. Yeah, I I appreciate that. There's my L dog. Well, yeah, I appreciate the one bark, make, one bark, making it happen. It's the um, almost uh, deleted my Twitter account again, so I could <laughs> don't need to be <laughs> here anymore. Uh, my work here is done. Hell, hell dog has got it. <laughs> uh, the the story that I tell a lot, and and that I tell my SLT all the time, that I tell Nanta, I tell I tell a stupid story all the time. But there was a a guy who told told the story of, and it, it, I think it beautifully points up exactly what you've taught me over many years now. And your way of doing things, and 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 how how F three operates, and that is, you know, the it's the story of this guy who decides he's going to, you know, teach his boys some responsibility and teach them some, you know, life lessons and facts and you know whatever, right? And so he gets some cows, and they start raising cows in the in their you know their back forty or whatever it is, right? And um, and after some time, the neighbor comes over and knocks on the door and says to the dad, "Look, those boys are not." They are not doing right things with those cows. I mean, those cows are, it's just, they're not doing it right. They're not doing some of these things correctly. And the, the dad looks at the neighbor and says, man, you know, John, 
I, I really appreciate you coming over and sharing that with me, but I'm not raising cows. I'm raising boys. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so the, the, the thinking is, you know, we always have to be aware as centurions of the fact that we will not be here all the time, right? We will be here and we will stand on the wall and we will stand at the front and we will stand wherever it is that we're supposed to stand at those moments. But until we are transferring that, that knowledge and that duty and that responsibility to everyone else that we possibly can and everyone else that we possibly can come in contact with, then we're not doing our, our full job because we're raising boys. We're Amen. not raising cows. That's how you leave, right? Amen. All right. All I've ever asked from you, Dark, is to follow my program to the letter. And, and I strive every day. <laughs> <laughs> will you love and protect your family? You're darn right I will. Will you be an asset to your community? All day, every day. Will you get in the line and stand and fight to hold the middle? E-S-D style. Then I you, will. Then you are a minivan centurion. Aye. With a face for radio. Uh-huh. I have, I have one caveat to that. What is it? It's a podcast. It is. It is. You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions. Centurions.